The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. show. I'm your host, Janine, and uh, very excited to be here this morning. Uh, let's see. I have two guests coming on. Uh, I've got first up, YouTuber, actor, writer, producer, Rebecca Zamolo is going to be joining me, and uh, she's going to talk about her whole background into comedy and acting, but also she has IBD, which if you're not familiar with, we're going to talk about that in greater detail. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Rebecca Zamolo. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in today. Of course. You have a really interesting background, lots to talk about this morning. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you're a YouTuber, you're an actor, writer, producer, you're, you're triple thread, or, or, or then some. <laughs> 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 I think that's awesome. How, how long have you, you know, felt like, you know, comedy was your thing? Gosh, I guess I just, uh, I, I, I preferred laughing versus crying. No so kidding. it was like, I would rather come to and do a job that I could laugh at than one that I was having to cry at. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of just what I kind of gravitated towards, um, was being able to like make people laugh and feel good. I, I, I like making people, you know, feel good about themselves and, you know, have put a smile on someone's face seems, you know, is a lot more appealing to me than, you know, making someone miserable or scaring someone I should <laughs> definitely definitely and the theme of the show is get the funk out so what better way to stay out of a funk than just finding the funny on a daily basis for sure and you're an actress you you should know that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I'm gonna back up a second in your bio I put your bio on my blog get the funk out show dot dot org but I is it in an early age you were doing gymnastics and um is is that when everything started? Like you started being, you know, silly and kind of finding it all? Um, I think back then was really when I um, found a love for performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a gymnast training, gosh, 32 and a half hours a week from the time I was nine years old. Whoa. So, I, was so um, I just, I guess that's where I got comfortable just being in front of people and performing and um I loved, you know, the floor exercise, the beam. I loved the ones where you really got to, like, be artistic and and um, show your personality. And I was always the girl on the floor that was, like, smiling and Cute. winning awards for, like, the most, you know, charismatic, the most, you know, miscongeniality. Like, um, and so, yeah, that's that's, I guess that's kind of where, where not necessarily the comedy, but the the smiling and the having fun and like really getting other people energized and excited. The performer. I mean, I love gymnastics. I remember my cousin used to do it, and it's just you, you really pump people up. You want to, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I was never a powerful gymnast. I was this little skinny thing, and um, <laughs> so I was, you know, I relied on my choreography, my performance, my you know flexibility, like all of that, um, to really get the scores that maybe when other girls were doing these like powerful moves, I was doing, um, you know, more graceful, but having, you know, performing more. So that's good. You got to find your own groove, you know? 
Exactly. And I also read that um, you have a really big heart, by the way. You help somebody get through college. Tell me about that. Um, Yeah, I actually had a teammate um, at UC Santa Barbara, um, and she was a a great runner. And she, um, her dad had died before she went to college, her senior year of high school. And she was from Arizona at the time. And, you know, a couple within a year, um, you know, her mom wasn't the best financially um, with, you know, planned these things out. And they basically didn't have money to pay for her out-of-state tuition. Mm-hmm. And the scholarship at UCSB was not a fully funded scholarship. It was it was partial. Even our top athletes only got partial. And so um, she was so far into debt um, that she was it was it was becoming a choice of like they like they wouldn't even give her any more money because it was like she awesome. was so far behind and um and so yeah i reached out to our local paper there and i was like we're going to get her to stay and oh my gosh. um they did an article on us called band of sisters and it was our team running with her oh and um it. yeah an anonymous donor uh decided came in and fully funded her whole <sighs> college career and covered oh. all the debt she had accumulated prior oh to I that. I chills. Whoa, that's awesome. I love it. And you know what? It's, what's amazing now is she's still running. She ran the Olympic trials and she's a professional runner. So mm. it's, um, you know, it's cool that I could help someone like that that was like so passionate about what, she, you know, about running and, and it meant so much to her. So, yeah. Yeah, because you have to wonder if nobody stepped forward uh, she her dream might not have continued. Yeah, I mean, she definitely had a bond with our coach. She was kind of like a second dad to her, especially with her dad passing. And yeah, it definitely would have been a different road for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm glad that we got she got to stay. That's amazing. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now let's talk about your road to becoming an actress because after you graduated college, that was something you were just driven to do. So actually, when I was in college, I thought I'd wanted to do sports broadcasting, and oh. I did um a, I I did sports broadcasting for um a local for the school station, and um I realized I, I I loved sports, but I wasn't passionate about the stats and and you know right. the numbers. Like I just yeah. enjoy sports, and and it's really cutthroat, and you really especially if you're a girl, it's it's a man's world, and you really have to love what you're doing and sure. um and I didn't love it and I was really in shock and it was really scary because I thought that was what I was meant to do and and you know I just didn't get that thrill that I thought I would um but so, the great thing about that was that I learned how to to edit to be on camera to you know create my oh, own yeah. segment tell my own story so mm-hmm. Yet it did help, and then um, when I moved to LA, I, I just I decided, well, I think I'm going to try acting, and I had a sports agent already. Um, oh. So, so yeah, I got it right before I left because I was a Division One um, runner. So I, I I had that like right when I moved, and um, Division One runner, that's incredible. Yeah, I know. No one would know, by the way I look. But, uh, yeah, I ran the 3,000 steeplechase in college, and I ran the 5K and the 10K. Incredible. That's so. fantastic. <laughs> and then, of course, my gymnastics background was um, definitely appealing to agents down here because I could do a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. There's 
they usually have a lot of gymnasts for commercials, especially around the Olympics. So, so how yeah. did how did that all work out? So you had this agent because you're a runner, and then how did that all help you become an actress? Um, so I guess that kind of got me into the whole auditioning, and um, when I decided I wanted to act, I. Um, had someone that took me on across the board mm-hmm. um, who That's did good. sports primarily, and, and I told him not to let me go out. Like, he wanted to send me out for, like, TV, and and I was I just felt like if you are a doctor, you go to medical school. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are, you know, in any other, you know, any other industry, or if you, you go through the proper channels, you learn it. And if I wanted to, like, do acting seriously and take it seriously... I had to have that kind of respect for it. And so I would not let them send me out for about two years. And um, and I just started going to classes and um, learning. And I, I started at improv just kind of to learn. And I ended up doing that for a couple of years. And then just taking classes and doing as much as I could to um, really, you know, become an actor. Uh, people people train their whole lives, you know. Yes, <laughs> so. yes that's true. And you know what's interesting is that you you had this vision. Um, how did your how did your agent take that that you weren't going to go out for like cat food commercials? Um, I think I think he was a little like he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't think like in the beginning that he was like what? Right. Like most people are like send me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I knew how important first impressions were, and I knew I wasn't ready. Good for you. And um, and so when I was ready, I I was ready, and and um. And I did take that, you know, take that leap. But until then, I just didn't feel like Mm -hmm. it was something I was ready for. I hear your little barker in the background. I know. (laughs) Don't worry. I know. (laughs) So cute. Sorry. (laughs) No, I've interviewed people who have kids who are like, hey, you know, mom, I need a snack. (laughs) No problem. I I have two dogs, and (laughs) we have some uh, friends staying over, and they have two dogs. So So cute. I think the other dogs woke up. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm very chill about it. Don't worry. It's cute. Okay. So you were you were acting, and then what what happened next with you? Um, so as far as acting, um, I had been uh, used to, you know, everything I had done was in my control, and acting for the first time wasn't in my control, mm-hmm. and and that frustrated me, and I I just felt like like I felt um, like the desperation of actors, and, and it was yeah. a feeling I was never used to, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't blame so, um, and it just it wasn't appealing to me, you know, to be, you know, just a, just a puppet or you know, being mm-hmm. told what to do. It was like it was so, it was, it was difficult for me. And um, so I decided, well, while I'm auditioning and doing that, I need something to keep myself busy and happy and self fulfilled. And so I started creating videos on YouTube, and I just started a channel, and it was like quick sketches. I, I started with just a just a flip phone or an eye or a like little camera and right. started editing these little pieces together. What were they? And what was the content initially? It was initially um, like sketch, like vlogging with sketch comedy in between. So I would reenact, you know, like how to lose, how to uh, like things to avoid on a first date. And it was like funny little sketches, funny things to avoid. And mm-hmm. it just started out very simple. Um, I would talk to a camera Mm-hmm. And then re- reenact sketches of it, and then mm-hmm. I cut those together. Any, um, anybody with you in the sketch, or just you? 
I, it was usually me, and then I'd have my neighbors or friends just do little sketches with me. Again, mm. I was just learning, so I was just trying to um, figure it out. And so I'd have my neighbors who were actors, like, come, and we'd do funny sketches, and, and I'd mix great. it all. And, um, yeah, it, it, I felt like that it was, like, the beginning of, like, what I really loved doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, you know, creating my own stuff and, and creating my own content and producing my own and it was so small, but I, it, that was the first time I had really felt since I had moved down to L.A. to be an actor that, like, it felt right, you know, and I yes. felt good. Yes. And, it, um, and so that's kind of how it started. And I started, um, of course, I was like, well, if I'm doing this, I want to, like, work with the best. So I had, I, I found these people online that had this, you know, viral video that was, I thought was done very well, great, like, great everything you know from the acting to the you know to the timing to the way it was shot and and I reached out to them and I was like hey I do my own videos I had had a video uh go go viral it was in the Huffington Post called shit LA people say which is really um funny but but um I reached out to them I was like I'd love to like work with you guys on a project Mm -hmm. and um I, I basically worked with them when then they moved to Yahoo, I worked with Yahoo. That's awesome. Um, I did some funny, like worked with Funny or Die, and I just, I just kind of learned and while creating my own stuff. And you know, three years later, I'm still working with them. And Jay Diaz, the the, yes. the director, creator of all the comedy content, is now directing. He's the director of my documentary. And so it's kind of gone full circle. And that's, and that's where I heard about you. I couldn't figure out whether it's UCB or this other acting studio, but Jay Diaz, I saw you in some things that he had been producing. Yeah, yeah. I was an um, associate producer, and um, and then, yeah, I would act in, in a lot of the flip side stuff. I was there every day <laughs> helping um, behind the scenes as well. So, um, yeah, we I helped, I helped him with his series, the flip side, which was three seasons long, and yeah, that's that's probably how you know me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now let's talk about uh, your health because that has been a huge issue, and you and you've just uh, been working on this documentary. Yeah. So when I moved to LA, um, I went and, and I started uh, having stomach issues, and I never had them in college. I never, you know, no one in my family has any anything like that. And mm-hmm. I, I thought I had a stomach bug. I, I went for a run and I was like, Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. That's weird. And I had to go like three more times in 30 minutes. Oh and I was gosh. like, that's weird. And, and it kind of gradually, it, it happened every day for the next 10 days. And I had actually happened to be going to my doctor for a checkup. Cause I, you know, moved down here and I had a new doctor and, and I mentioned it. Yes. And, and um, I mentioned the symptoms, and she immediately sent me to get a sigmoidoscopy. And right then and there, they were like, oh, you have ulcerative colitis. You're going to have to take, you know, 20 pills a day for the rest of your life. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? Like, what? what is this? Like, I've never heard of it. Like, and they're like, oh, it's a condition. It's inflammation of your colon. You know, it's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I was trying medication after medication, and nothing was working, and we were just kind of going down the line. Awful. And and it was it was to the point. I mean, um, probably at least the last 
five years, I was going to the bathroom 20 times a day. Oh, my gosh, and, poor thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and as, as an actor, it was like constantly trying to hide something. You know, some days just to get to audition to audition in a car, I would have to, you know, I eat breakfast in the morning, and then I want to eat or drink <sighs> all day while I, so just so I could get to my appointment. And then come home and be starving and have to eat then. Oh, come on. You must have been a toothpick. Well, that's the thing. I ate like a horse. Like, it was like I was in college again. Like, I mean, I was just, like, I was just consuming and consuming. And one of, actually, the misconceptions with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease is some people do lose weight, but there's a lot of heavy people, bigger people that are going that much and are big and, um, you know, your body goes into, like, like it almost becomes swollen. Yes. So I, at some point, you could, it would look like I was pregnant. And, um, and oh. I, I lost weight in the beginning, but then um, after you've had it for so long, you're really not, you, you're not, like, I was like, I wish it, I wish I got skinny offers, but I really didn't. Um, and, and, yeah, and I've been in a lot of the support sites, a lot of them, people get, teased about it they're like how do you have that how do you go to the bathroom so much yet you're still fat you know like people get teased about that terrible and it's um yeah so it's it's a definite misconception and i don't know exactly how it works um how you don't lose weight i was always like how would it like what what else is left in my stomach but uh, poor thing so what happened next what did you do so I mean, I I basically found a way to kind of live with it, and um, I was trying still different medications. I went like the homeopathic route. I went, you know, I tried being gluten free, dairy free, mm-hmm. vegan. Um, I was getting acupuncture. I saw oh. a hypnotherapist. I, um, I I I was just anything. I was reaching for anything that I was willing to do anything sure. to make it better. Um, but you know, if I, if I booked a commercial, I would, you know, have, you know, you're living with constant anxiety. It's like, where's the next bathroom you have when people say, I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, I had about 30 seconds to a minute to get to a bathroom. It wasn't like, Oh, let me hold it and wait a little bit. So obviously working on set could get very stressful. Um, I was never on a show where I was like a series regular and, and that. So when I would work, I would take Imodium. I would take like three Imodium and I would Jeez. be okay for the day. And then as soon as it wore off, my stomach would bleed and it was like, oh, you, you know, the after effects were hard. So I would always schedule, you know, I would always hopefully have a, a day after to like get my body back adjusted again. But mm. yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough when you book, you know, three days in a row of working. It was like, Oh gosh, like day one's okay. Day two is not good. Day three. It's like, Oh gosh, oh this, my is, gosh. this is stressful. <laughs> Awful. So yeah. now you had some surgery in September. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So yeah. In um, September, I ended up having my colon removed and, um, I've been fighting it obviously for eight years, and uh, before my wedding in May, I had a colonoscopy, and uh, I was at that point on a medication called Remicade, which is very strong. It's an infusion, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really working. Um, but my wedding was coming up, so we were we we were kind of just trying to get me through it. So I was on prednisone, which I'd been on for eight years. You oh. know, just cycling, higher doses, lower doses. Oh. Um, 
And so we got through it. And when I got back from my honeymoon, um, my doctor was like, I need you to come in. And I was like, oh. And, and so I went in and she mm-hmm. said, you know, lining your stomach has been is so bad now. It's it, The lining has changed. It's become precancerous. Oh, forget it. That's awful. And, and even at that point, I was like, well, give me a month, you know, like, let me, I, I can heal it. I can fix it, yeah. you know. And um, yeah. so I spent a month just being really strict on my diet and, like, you know, seeing um, mm-hmm. just different types of, um, you know, homeopathic type doctors. Yes. And um, had another colonoscopy in August. And um, the surgeon, it was at that point, it was like, it's, it's not a it's not a choice like we don't even need a second opinion right. at this point it's right. like this you have to, you do, have to this do it or yes. to save your life like it's it's oh, that Rebecca. bad and <laughs> yeah and um I, you know thank god i did because when they went in um they said my colon was at that point like a ticking time bomb it would have oh, exploded at any point and and I'm so I'm very grateful I did it because even even till the last day I was like, well, maybe if I just wait two more months, yeah, you know, like it. I was always forget like, no. you know, just like I could figure this out. And, yeah. Um, you know what? And yeah. you're so young and vibrant. I mean, you just it's a <laughs> terrible thing to go through. But then going through it now, do you feel like, OK, now I can go on to the rest of my life, you know, much stronger and healthier? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely. And, you know, as far as the quality of life, it's, it's amazing. You know, I live now, I can live life. Like there's so many things people take for granted that I couldn't do. You know, I couldn't walk to a restaurant, eat and walk home, you know, even if it was a five minute walk because I couldn't make it to a bathroom in time or, you know, so it, I guess you just, uh, really like the surgery just makes you appreciate, you know, I was, Mm -hmm. I ran in college. I love running. I would, have to go to the bathroom four or five times in an hour run, you oh. know, and like where I was like, I knew every porta potty, every bathroom, every oh bush oh. that I'd have to jump in. And it was, it was just like living a nightmare, you know? Um, so, Poor you know, as, as, as nobody likes the bag and I always say like surgery should never be a first option, but right. It, right. if you're suffering and this is the only cure at this point yes. for this disease, um, you know, and uh-huh. I, I mean, the quality of life I have now, like I went to a movie yesterday. I've never been able to sit in a movie, in a movie theater. Oh. It's, it's the worst anxiety you'll ever have because you worried about running out and yes. if you're going to have an accident and then if you get there and there's a line for the bathroom, you're just, then you're really in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's really hard. So it's like, I get to enjoy all these things that I haven't gotten to enjoy in eight years, you know, and really work on my relationships and my, you know, I would go to lunch with friends and all I could think about in my head is like, is someone in the bathroom right now? What if I have to go? You know, it was like, it was really hard to be present with a disease like that. Of course. So, well, um, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just, um, saying that like, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a way of life that, and you really suffer privately, you know, right, it's not right. something that people understand or know, or yes. they don't understand like what they're deal like what you deal with on a daily basis. That's right. Listen, um, I know I want to talk briefly about your documentary and then we have to wrap up, but can tell okay. me, tell me about it. And then if you have a website you want to throw out. 
Um, yeah, I guess uh, my documentary, I decided to document my journey of having my colon removed to raise awareness for mm-hmm. IBD. And uh, I had, um, I did a crowdfunding campaign that was successfully funded. And I basically shot everything from my first surgery until now, um, where I ran a half marathon two months after. That's great. And um, it will be coming out later this month. And uh, I guess right for now, my website, I mean, my YouTube channel is the website I'm using, um, uh, youtube.com slash Rebecca Zamolo one. And then uh, my YouTube or my Facebook page, Rebecca Zamolo, my fan page will have everything um, updating everyone with when the documentary is coming out. And we're working on on all of that oh, at good. the moment. <laughs> awesome. You know what? I really have enjoyed having you on the show because a lot of oh, people thank do. thank you so much. You know, they do suffer in silence and they, they don't realize, you know, there are other people out there going through the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, hopefully if my documentary can help one person realize, like, they're not alone in, in this, right. you know. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show. I really enjoyed oh, chatting thank with you. you. All right. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Okay. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. That was Rebecca Zamolo calling in. She's a YouTuber, actor, writer, producer, and uh, she had just went through this whole battle with IBD. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, the Mrs. founder and drummer, Andre Lamont. She's going to be joining me in just a few. It's so sick of that. <laughs> 